Talk 1110-993-WBT. Elf chucking is apparently offensive again, or newly offensive. Elf chucking, have you heard this? Yeah, elf. Yeah. I don't know. Is that it? I don't know. Is that uh, politically incorrect? Am I allowed to say that? Elf chucking? I don't know. The, I don't know the terms. It's I, See, if I had developed the app that would tell me what is and isn't offensive on an hour-by-hour basis, then I would know the answer to this question. Because uh, right now I, I see a lot of outrage stirred up over elf chucking. And... Uh, <laughs> And I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what part's offensive about it. Is it the is it the chucking part? Is it the elf part? Is it because it was DeSantis? Sorry, Death Santis. Right. All right, hour number two. I will get to emails. I promise. Uh, hour number two. Welcome to the program. Uh, if you're just joining us, the phone number seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten and one eight hundred WBT eleven ten. Um. Couple things. I'm going to start with the election results. I did not get to yesterday. So earlier in the week, there was uh, a couple of primaries around America, and uh, Congressman Charlie Crist. Everybody, Charlie Crist, cruised to a primary victory over the state agriculture commissioner down in Florida, Nikki Fried. I don't know how she pronounces it, but I'm calling her Fried now. Yeah, yeah. Which is hilarious because this was supposed to be the big hope for the Democrats in Florida. This woman, the Agriculture Commissioner, Nikki Fried, lost to Charlie Crist in the Democrat primary. And Crist was a Republican. He was a Republican. Remember that? Charlie Crist used to be the Republican governor of Florida and then decided he didn't want the gig anymore. Now he wants the gig again. I don't get it. But in the meantime, remember, he ran for something. What did he run for? U.S. Senate. And then he got mad and. Well, let's just go on here. This is from NBC News. Chris won with 59% of the vote to Fried's 35% of the vote. And uh, they, uh, well, that means that uh, Charlie Chris now has the opportunity to go and get blown out by DeSantis. That's what he has won. He has won that right. As DeSantis's historic $140 million re-election war chest grows by the day, national Democrats have signaled that they won't invest in Florida as heavily as in the past. The state's growing Hispanic electorate has been shifting rightward since 2018. (laughs) Oh, you hate to see it, huh? Poor Democrats. And for the first time ever, there are now more registered Florida Republicans than Democrats. Fatalistic is probably the best word to describe Democrats' mood, says Sean Phillippe, a Florida Democratic data scientist who voted for Christ fatalistic by the way that's one of the uh, rules of journalisming as well whenever you arrive at the scene you are to uh, you are to shove the microphone into someone's face on scene and ask them what's the mood what's the mood which is like a a terrible question it's it's almost as bad but not quite as bad as the non-question that sports people usually ask the coaches which isn't even a question it's Talk about fill in the blank. Not a question. Talk about the way your defense sports it up out there, you know, stuff like that. Philippi's, it just drives me nuts. It's like, seriously like sports reporting. Ugh, just. <laughs> and look, you hear how critical I am of news reporting. <laughs> it's, 
I don't even I don't even waste my time with sports reporting. And I did I did a tour over uh, in those trenches for a year. Like I worked for the not like I did. I worked for the Charlotte Hornets for a season. So I got my fill. Anyway, um, Philippi's sentiment was unanimously shared by more than 20 top Democratic consultants, lawmakers, and organizers in the state of Florida who all supported Christ or Fried and spoke to NBC News on this matter. Um, asked whether he had any hope of Democrats winning, Philippi responded, quote, for statewide elections? God, no. <laughs> so this is Florida. <laughs> So they're pulling their money out. Um, a lot of these folks spoke on condition of anonymity to freely express their pessimism for the upcoming elections, made all the more gloomy by Joe Biden's still sagging. No, oh, poll numbers. Sorry. Still sagging poll numbers. Uh, still, some Democrats hold out hope that Representative Val Demings could topple Republican Senator Marco Rubio. <laughs> oh, okay. Producing a rare split ticket. Or that national donors could swoop in and invest huge sums to stop DeSantis now. (laughs) But all indications are that the big national money is not coming the way it has in the past, said Screven Watson. That's that's the name. Screven or Screven? Screven. S-C-R-E-V-E-N. Screven Watson. Former executive director of the Florida Democrat Party. Quote, we're battered, bruised, and broke. The three Bs. (laughs) And national donors don't see this as a good investment when the money is much better spent on Senate races in cheaper states like Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Georgia. Even Charlie Crist has kind of sort of acknowledged that he's in for a shellacking. Why? Because he promised that he was going to run the way Biden did in 2020. He's going to run a campaign just like Joe Biden did here in 2020. Remember that? Yeah, 2020. Right. When Joe Biden lost the state of Florida by three and a half points. (laughs) That's the race I'm going to run. One of those where I lose. (laughs) A Chris advisor acknowledging the long odds. Grimly chuckled in summing summing up the campaign this way, quote, it's the Powerball election. I mean, there's still a chance. The chances of winning the Powerball jackpot is about one in 292 million. That's so you're saying there's a chance. If Nikki Freed's loss on Tuesday is followed by November losses for Charlie Crist, as well as the three underfunded and little known Democratic candidates for attorney general, agriculture commissioner and chief financial officer, all of whom face better known and better financed Republican incumbents than come inauguration day, 2023. That would mark the first time that Democrats held no statewide elected seats since reconstruction. I do not predict the outcome of elections, but I will be laughing. I will be laughing if this is how this goes for Florida. All because the demographics or destiny crowd pinned all of their hopes on an expanding Hispanic electorate, just assuming that Hispanics being not white, that they would automatically vote Democrat. And it hasn't worked out that way. Now, don't get me wrong. More than half half of Hispanics generally do vote for Democrats, but not enough. 
It's not enough. That's the problem. When you play the racial politics game, you make a lot of assumptions based on the color of people's skin. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of racisty, but uh, also it has the potential to kind of bite you in the, uh, in the posterior. You hate to see it. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. All right, let's get into the elf chucking. Um, I have some audio to play. So Florida Governor Ron DeSantis ramped up his, quote, this is from the Daily Beast, I should point out. In case you haven't noticed, I do try to, uh, to swim, to tread water, if you will, among the murky waters of the leftist media ecosystem. I do it so you don't have to. I will take the leeches off my body for you. I am a giver. So I, uh, I, I, you know, swim around the waters. I see how they report things. And it helps me to be informed of, uh, you know, what they say about stuff. And so, for example, the Daily Beast, Justin Barragona. Uh, he's got a story about DeSantis rages about little elf Fauci. Rages. You're going to hear the audio. You tell me, does this sound like he's raging? I don't think Ron DeSantis can actually sound like he's raging. His voice is just a little too high pitched. And I say that as one who does not have a deep baritone voice. I mean, I can I can affect a deeper voice if I want to. But usually I have to go through like processing on the board and you need some help from the it doesn't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis ramped up his Trump-like attacks on outgoing Chief White House Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci on Wednesday, this time calling for somebody to grab the 81-year-old infectious disease expert, sorry, infectious disease expert, and chuck him across the Potomac. (gasps) My God. How many people are now going to go attack Fauci? They're going to go attack him and they're going to try to throw him all the way across the river. It's a very large river, by the way. In case you're not aware, the Potomac's very large. All right, here's the raging DeSantis. You have people like Fauci saying that his lockdowns didn't cause any permanent damage to any young kids. I got news for you, it did. And we are going to reap those rewards across the whole country for years and years and years because they treated kids so poorly. True. And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. (laughs) I don't want my governor saying stuff like that. I don't like it. This is from the uh, from the norms wing of the conservative media. All right, David French. That's what I'm talking about, David French. And look, I used to really like enjoy reading. I did. I enjoyed reading David French's work for years. And uh, then Trump broke his brain. And uh, now he's just like the the way and you can see it. And uh, it was yesterday, I believe, when this came out. And you could see it in his the way he handles uh, DeSantis stuff versus Biden stuff. And. Uh, the, 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 oh, I can't, I don't like it. The way he's talking about Fauci's just really mad about it. And then you turn around and you look at how he's handling Biden and the, the, the big payoff to the, uh, basket weaving graduate studies, uh, degree holders and, uh, 
And it's like, well, I'm sure you had the right motivations, but it's all this kind of mealy mouth apologia kind of stuff. I don't, I don't know what happened to him. It's just, it's, it's all about style over substance, I guess. They, oh, this just makes me feel bad. I don't want, look, you know what? Guys, you're still fighting like, uh, like it's 2000. This is where we are. Social media has turned our entire society into this. Okay. Trump was the symptom. He wasn't the cause. And so I don't have a problem. I mean, so let me get this straight. I'm supposed to be upset that Ron DeSantis called Fauci an elf. That's what I'm supposed to be upset about. I don't know about you, but I'm actually really sick and tired of being called all sorts of like way worse things for disagreeing on policy. Racist, homophobe, bigot, like all of these types of Insults and slurs we're bombarded with on the right. I'm, I'm called a homophobe, and I didn't even, like, I was opposed to the uh, the criminalization of gay marriage. I, I'm libertarian on that. Like, government shouldn't even be in that business at all. I'm very much like Mark Robinson, I guess, on that note. And And it didn't matter. None of it matters. If you don't agree with the left on every single thing, then you are a Nazi. Oh, yeah, there's another one, right? They can call us Nazis, but don't you dare call Fauci an elf. Look, I don't generally make fun of people's appearance. I don't make fun of things that they cannot change. He, he, uh, he I don't think he had any uh, influence on how tall he could grow unless maybe he, I mean, I don't know, maybe there was some sort of a study that was done with beagles and flies and stuff that <laughs> limited his growth. I don't know. Uh, maybe there was some side effects. of. Some, I, I, I don't know. But it's not in his control. So I generally refrain from, well, except for Joe Biden. I do call him, I do call him President Tapioca every now and again. I I just find it funny. I know it's a cheap shot. Sometimes I take them. All right. So uh, I'm supposed to be so upset about this. DeSantis in the uh, uh, Daily Beast article, DeSantis, who recently debuted a performative tough guy campaign ad, TopGov. Have you seen this ad? TopGov where he portrays himself as Maverick. He's got, like, the leather bomber jacket or the fighter plane jacket. I don't know what you call it. And uh, he's, like, he's at the whiteboard, and he's like, you know, we you don't fire first, but when you fire, you over you know, overwhelming force and all the stuff, like, going over the mimicry of the, of the movie. All right. And it's kind of cringy. Yeah, it's kind of cringy, as most of those things are. Very few campaign ads, when doing something like that, are, um, are done well. It's very rare. But here's... A fantastic analysis offered up by some random Florida man on Twitter named Marcus H. He said he's completely amused that DeSantis is deploying the Trump 2016 strategy with the media and the fainting couch right. And they don't even know they're being played. How so? Glad you asked. I'll let you know in a minute. So Ron DeSantis, okay, I'll play it again, because it's just that good. You have people like Fauci saying that his lockdowns didn't cause any permanent damage to any young kids. I got news for you, it did, and we are going to reap those rewards across the whole country for years and years and years because they treated kids so poorly. And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. I'm shaking. 
literally shaking right now. Words are violence. Last year, for instance, uh, this is, uh, by the way, Daily Beast report, Justin Barragona. DeSantis, who recently debuted a performative uh, campaign ad portraying himself as Maverick from Top Gun, um, has long taken aim at Fauci to burnish his MAGA credentials. Is that what he's doing, to burnish the MAGA credentials, or is he taking aim at a guy who has been an incredibly destructive force in American society over the last two years? Anyway, uh, last year he began hawking Don't Fauci My Florida merchandise as coronavirus cases spiked in his state. Fauci, meanwhile, has been the target of countless death threats. How many death threats does DeSantis get? They call, literally, they call him Death Santis, right? A man who said he wanted to break every bone in Fauci's disgusting elf skull was recently sentenced to three years in prison. See, so the template here is that speech is violence when the speech is coming from a Republican, but not ours. We can call you Nazis. We can go into we can go out front of your house. We can inspire vandalism and death threats and attempted assassination plots against you. We can do all of those things. But don't you dare call Fauci an elf. A couple of emails here. Let's see. Uh, Dan says, uh, I heard this uh, on the radio this morning. Uh, retiring infectious diseases, El Jefe, Anthony Fauci is stuck in stop-and-go, bump-a-da-bump-a traffic. Suddenly, he's jolted in his car as an 18-wheeler behind him uh, hits into his car, not paying attention, ran into his Mercedes-Benz. Absolutely livid, he puts the car in park, steps out to survey the damage. The bumper is pushed well under the trunk cowl by four inches. Easily five figures worth of damage. Fauci storms back to the 18-wheeler behind him, climbs up the ladder to the cab, Pounds on the window. A bearded, burly trucker gingerly rolls down the window and peered at Fauci through aviator sunglasses, and Fauci bellows, I'm not happy! And the trucker grins and says, Okay, well, which one are you? (laughs) It's terrible. Hello, Chuck. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, can you hang on just a second? I'm now in the car wash. Yeah, that's fine. I'll put you on hold. Uh, we'll give you, that's eh, probably, well, we'll, eh, we'll give it like three or four minutes. Unless you got like the full package. If you got the wax job and the blow dry and like everything, then I don't know. We might be into a commercial break by that point. <laughs> so, um, so here is what the random Florida man on Twitter said. His name is Marcus H. He says he is completely amused that DeSantis is deploying the Trump 2016 strategy with the media and the fainting couch right. And these folks don't even realize they're being played. So here's here's the strategy. Number one, you got to realize that these folks are obsessed with you. And let's be honest, they're obsessed with DeSantis, just like they were obsessed with uh, with Trump. So once you realize this, then you say something harmless or jokey, but also base approved, right? Something that your base is going to just eat up. By calling Fauci an elf, because, you know, they are aware of the memes, too. And uh, so you make the joke. It's it's pretty harmless. It's benign. It's not that big of a deal. It's pretty tame. And you're not calling for violence against the guy. You're basically calling him short. Okay. Which, by the way, uh, the uh, I've seen people attacking Ron DeSantis as fat. People are going after him as fat. So... Um, but that's okay, because again, 
it's different when they do it. So, number one, realize they're obsessed with you. Number two, say something harmless or jokey, but also base approved. Number three, watch the media freak out. And number four, get free media. That's it. You're just getting all this free media. He's also starting to drown out Trump, this guy says. Now, I'm not so, uh, so sure that's the case, but this is his argument. What do you think? He's starting to drown out Trump, who is increasingly just tedious with his blah, 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 election stolen, blah, blah, Mitch McConnell, Kemp, Pence, blah, blah, whining. You can like it all, or sorry, you cannot like it all you want, but it's genius. DeSantis's team is thinking right now, we made a joke in front of an audience about a guy who has spent two years trying to bleep up our kids' lives. And the joke made the crowd go wild, and the media was kind enough to broadcast it to millions of people for us who are going to be like, hell yeah! And Ron is better at this, to be honest. And I do agree with him on this. A lot of times, like people didn't catch Donald Trump's sense of humor for whatever reason. They, a lot of people didn't catch it. You know, when he made the joke about, hey, maybe Russia want to you know, send us over some of the contents of the email. I got that as a joke. I'm fluent in sarcasm. Now, that being said, I think a lot of people don't get the joke. And it's easy for people who do not have a highly developed and fine-tuned sense of humor, such as myself, uh, it's very difficult for people to sometimes detect that level of comedy. But Donald Trump would make jokes like this. But I think DeSantis is a little bit better at it. All right, let's see if Chuck is out of the car wash. Hey, Chuck, are you there? Hey, thank you, Pete. Yeah. I'm out of the car wash, and I've just got a small comment on this troll stuff, or actually elf stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an affront to all those good, hard-working elves to call Fauci an elf. He's a troll. <laughs> we all know it. And yes, he shouldn't be thrown across the river. He should be thrown into, into the, river. the river. There it is. There's the... <laughs> that's right. See, that's the thing. Like, DeSantis specifically said thrown across the river, so you can't even say that he's 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 inciting violence because obviously the other side would be he would be on land. So he's not saying anything threatening there. Uh, not at all. Not at all. He's, yeah, it's... Yeah, all right, Chuck, I appreciate it. Oh, did you get the, uh, did you get the wax as well? No, just the free free tire shine. No wax today. Oh, there you go. All right. Appreciate the call, Chuck. All right. Thanks. Um, that's one of the things I learned. There was an old uh, the, the drive time team here, Spires and Krantz, uh, in the afternoon drive. Krantz used to hit the drive through at the gas stations all the time. He used to hit the, uh, the drive through car washes. And he had a white vehicle. And uh, he would get the wax applied. But the car washes would never really get all of the stuff off of the car, you know? I mean, they're fine for sort of, you know, in between your detailing. In between the real good washes, it's good to just, it's good maintenance, that kind of thing. Which, by the way, I don't do any of this. And this is why. It's because I saw Krantz's car and it had this gray coloration to the front hood and on the top of the roof. And what had happened was, over time, he would keep hitting the car wash, and he would go through, and he would get it washed, and then he would get the wax sprayed onto it, and the wax would then seal in the little bits of dirt that didn't get off the car. And so over years of doing this, he had, like, this big gray splotch on his hood. And I don't know how you get that off. Like, I'm not buffing that thing. That's crazy. That's a huge, it was a huge area of the car. 
all like the whole hood of the car and the whole roof of the car. That's why I don't do it. Just won't do it. Um, Trump had the occasional good one-liner, but for those who overshadowed, uh, those were overshadowed by his overwhelming pettiness and nastiness, driven by his need for personal revenge for feeling slighted, which isn't really a Ron DeSantis thing. Ron DeSantis isn't going to go scorched earth on David French for 19 days. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Look, you can love Trump for doing it or hate him for doing it, whatever, or not care. It doesn't matter. But that analysis is spot on, right? It is spot on. Ron DeSantis is not going to go scorched earth on David French for 19 days because David French was like, I don't think he should have said it. DeSantis doesn't care what you think. And he shows you he doesn't care by not even giving your statement any oxygen. You don't even get that luxury. It is going to be fun to watch. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Talking elf chucking. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm not outraged. I'm sorry. Look, and this is from a guy. I don't even use the name calling stuff. I don't. I don't engage in the name calling. Um, but Ron DeSantis saying that uh, somebody needs to chuck the elf, to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potam- uh, Potam- Potomac. Sorry, Potomac. Um when Fauci said he would retire. That's what he's he's saying. And you, you can't tell me that DeSantis didn't craft that. His team didn't craft that statement to say it the way he said it. So he cannot be accused of inciting violence. He's not. He's saying Fauci said he's going to retire. I know he says he's going to retire. But, you know, somebody needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. In other words, get him out now. Just make him leave. He has damaged so many people and so many institutions. Make him leave. All right. Let me go over here to uh, Susan. Susan, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm fine. And you? I am doing all right. What's going on? Right. Well, since you were quoting things, well, it's been several minutes, uh, about uh, people not understanding Trump's humor. Yeah. Do you happen to remember a guy named G... Gordon, Liddy. Yeah. <laughs> Who did he throw into a tailspin? Who did he throw into a tailspin? Everybody with every word he ever uttered. Oh, I remember him though. I never I wasn't uh, yeah, I wasn't um uh, I wasn't paying attention in like I guess that was probably around fifth grade. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, now you're a responsible adult, and you need to catch up. <laughs> I'm not on G. Gordon Liddy's uh, on his humor. Oh. Are you talking about his? Because he did radio, I think, for a while. Was it, what? He did. Yeah. Yes, after things were over, but nevertheless, in his dealings with the press, it was all uh, something which somebody, some Democrat, would do something that fell apart on their face. I'm sorry, I can't tell you what it is right now. I got you, but he would he would engage in in a in a dry wit sense of humor yeah, type. And, yeah. And I ask um I ask for forgiveness from people who speak Italian, but his response was le comdea e finita, which from the Italian opera means the comedy is over. It means, oh, you guys screwed up. 
that's the end of that. But all right. Well, I appreciate it. I, yeah, I, I just full disclosure. I just I know myself. I try to be honest with others as I am with myself. I'm not going to go back and look up G. Gordon Liddy's uh, comedic. I really no. Nah, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I just I, I know myself. Uh, and, <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> all right, Susan. I appreciate the call. Thank you though for sharing it. Um, yeah, though I I uh, I'm really big on self awareness. I think everybody should uh, should have it and exhibit some of it. And uh, I know this about myself. I'm not going to go back and uh, listen uh, to G. Gordon Liddy for the humor. Uh, if I'm going to if I'm going to go search for humor, uh, you know, I'll go where everybody goes. You know, Gaffigan. Come on. <laughs> uh, all right. So our last hour. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm going to circle back to that, like Jen Psaki. I'm going to circle back to the uh, uh, lieutenant governor stuff. I will. And I also have some cleanup on aisle college bailout. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll get back to that, too, because uh, Sherry Beasley running for U.S. Senate here in North Carolina. Um, note the the protection the big D shield provides. OK, on this topic, it's like crickets with her and her campaign and the media's interest in her position on this. But uh, let me just run through this. Real fast. New York Post, Stephen Mosier. Five mistakes Dr. Fauci made on COVID that spelled disaster. Number one, contact tracing. At the very outset of the, of the outbreak, Fauci insisted on contract tracing, or contact tracing, rather. An enormous amount of valuable time and resources was wasted trying to track down every last person who might have come into contact with every person who might have had COVID. But Fauci insisted on it. Sexually transmitted diseases, for example, tracing and treating contacts is effective in disease prevention. But for a highly infectious airborne viral infection, no, not at all. Waste of time and money. Number two, failing to protect the vulnerable. As the coronavirus produced a cascade of corpses in geriatric Italy, but merely gave the young the sniffles, it was already clear by early March 2020 what demographic was at high risk. As pointed out by the Great Barrington Declaration, signed by dozens of disease epidemiologists and public health scientists, quote, for children, COVID-19 is less dangerous than many other harms, including influenza. But from the beginning of the uh, from the very beginning, public health officials tried to get Fauci to focus on protecting the vulnerable. Fauci publicly attacked their idea as nonsense and very dangerous. Number three, close the schools. One thing I do advise is mitigation, he said on March 12, 2020, and that was done when you closed the schools. What was done when you closed the schools was mitigation, he said. But closing America's schools did not save lives. It did have a destructive effect on the academic performance and the emotional health of kids. Many children went a year with virtually no schooling or social interaction at all, suffering severe learning losses that will stunt their lives and even shorten their lifespans. As professors Martin Koldorf and Jay Bhattacharya wrote at the end of 2021, considering the devastating effects of school closures, Fauci's advocacy for them may be the single biggest mistake of his career. Fifth, mistakes on, or sorry, fourth, mistakes on natural immunity. Perhaps one day Fauci will tell us why throughout the last half of 2020 and 2021, the entire year, he ignored, dismissed, even ridiculed the idea that those who had recovered from COVID-19 had acquired natural immunity. This wasn't the way he was talking at the outset of the pandemic, but something changed. From early in the pandemic to midway through 
the last half of 2020 and then throughout the rest, this idea of natural immunity from acquiring, uh, that you acquired from uh, recovery. What happened? And finally, number five, funding the Chinese labs. I mean, duh, obvious. (laughs) 